Welcome to Cornerstone Church on this snowy day. Amen. Whoever prayed for snow, just stop now. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> Amen. God's good, isn't he? Well, we want to welcome you here. If you're visiting with us, thanks for coming today. Um, uh, I am the lead pastor here, Sean F. King. I'm glad you're here today. I, look in your bulletin. There is an insert in your bulletin. We're doing um, a series in January, starting really January 19th is actually when it will start. But um, we have a lot of small groups that are going to go along with that. And so in your bulletin, there's an opportunity for you to get involved in that. We're going to be talking about prayer and how prayer can get results in your life, how you can make prayer an exciting thing in your life. And it's not something that you just do over your meal or do when you're in trouble, but you do all the time. And it becomes a lifestyle of prayer, and it's called the awakening. And so they're going to go through a little a program um, on that, on our small groups. And I encourage you to get involved in a small group. So you can, uh, if you're not involved in one right now, if you can fill that out, we will help you find one. If you want to lead a small group and you're a member here, you can fill that out. And uh, mark on there, I'm, I'm willing to lead a group. Or if you want to host a group in your home, we can help with that possibly. So just fill that out. And at the end of the service, when we take up our offering, uh, just put it in the offering basket as it passes by. Amen. Also in your notes, is some, uh, in your bulletin, is some notes you can follow along with us today. God's good, isn't he? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is good and we bless you. And we thank you for the name of Jesus that the name of Jesus is very powerful, and that, Father God, to know who He is is one of the most important things that we can do, God, because when we know Him, we know You, Father God, and we just thank You for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, it is all about Jesus. I mean, the whole worship service is about Him. Everything that we do is about what He has already done for us. Our lives is all about who He is, because who He is is who we are, are being changed into from glory to glory. Every step, every day, we're getting closer to Him. So we've been on this series, we're going to end it today, called Jesus Is. And we want to know about Him. We want to know all who He is. In fact, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And I love Christmas. I mean, I literally love Christmas, not because I, I get... Christmas presents, because how many guys know that when you get older and you get married, all your Christmas presents that you get comes out of your own bank account. So it's not as exciting anymore, right? And so um, it's not that fun, you know? And so, um, um, but I love Christmas because I just love this time of year. But you've heard the saying that as Christians, we celebrate this, not just this day and a couple of days from now, but we celebrate it all year long, and that is very, very true. And Isaiah chapter 9, which is a very famous Christmas um, um, story. I mean, it was about the prophet Isaiah just really speaking about Jesus. In fact, you'll probably hear it in, in a couple of days on our Christmas Eve service. In fact, I want to encourage you to invite your friends, your family. We have I think one of the greatest Christmas Eve services around. It's very traditional, but it's very God-honoring. The Holy Spirit really shows up every single year, and that's coming up here uh, this Tuesday at 5 and 6.30. So I encourage you to come. But in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it really describes who Jesus is. It gives us a clear description, but it shows us the real nature of who He is. And it says to us, He says, For unto us, 
a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And here we re- it really describes the whole nature of, of who Jesus is, because this is very important. Why we did this series, Jesus Is, is for us to know who he is. Because the who reveals, always reveals the why. When you understand who Jesus is, you can understand why he needs to be that in your life. Because there's a lot of depth in the name of Jesus. So it starts out, it says, for to, for to us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And here is God dedicating his son, giving his son to the human race. He's given it for an exchange. He's given his son's life, really, for yours and my life. We get an exchange. We get to take his life. He took ours, and he took it to the cross. All the sin, all the junk, he paid a wage, wage for us. And then it says, the government, that means the dominion, is upon his shoulders. And his name, and his name, that name is very important. And he, a lot of times today, how many, how many got mothers and fathers that had babies searched out what, a, what your name of your kids meant? You, you didn't want their kids, your name of your kids to mean stupid or anything like that, okay? And so you really searched it out. Now, some people back in the 70s and 60s and 70s, they didn't do that. And so some, some people are named kind of funny. But anyway, if you're here, I'm sorry. But... Um, it means it talks about reputation. A name is reputation. Your fame, the glory. And so his name shall be called. And so the prophet Isaiah, he's telling us that God himself is sending his own son. He's given it to us. All dominion is going to rest on his shoulder. So he has all power and authority to do whatever he needed to do to get the human race back into alignment with God, into communion with God, under covenant with God, in purpose with God. He had all dominion, all authority. He had it all to be able to do what he needed to do to make you and I right with him. He had the the dominion on his shoulder, on himself, and his name. And this is where we begin to get into the who so we can understand the why of why we needed him. It shall be called, it's recited, it's cried out, it's proclaimed, and this is who he is. Very prophetic. And he starts out, his name is wonderful. This is one of the most wonderful times of the year, isn't it? Well, there's a reason for that. It's because we serve a very wonderful God. Number one, there is wonder in his name. That word wonderful means exciting, means marvelous, astonishing. It's a sight to behold. He himself, Jesus, is wonderful. Now, in America, we are so, we're not easily, you know, you know, wonder is not easy to become to us. I mean, because we look at everything that goes on and we're so easily, you know, entertained but nothing catches us off guard because we've seen it all and we've done it all. You go into other nations, it's, they haven't seen it a lot of times. I worked a long time w- with uh, a mission group called the Impact World Tour. And what we did was is that we would go into different cities across the nation, across the world, and we would do these big events like Billy Graham Crusades. 
but they would be a little bit updated. We do them with skateboarders and power people, and you guys know a couple of those. Uh, we've had them here, Island Breeze, you know, dancers and, and hip-hop dancers. We do it all, concerts and everything, to reach people for the gospel, okay? And so we would do that throughout the world. One of our hardest places to do it in was big cities, large cities, especially here in the U.S. And the reason was is because they've seen it all and they've done it all. It was hard to get them to come to this. Smaller towns that didn't have anything going on, you know, they had a Casey's or whatever, and that was a big hangout, you know. We had the whole town there, other parts of, of the world. We'd have, I mean, we'd have, like in India, in Brazil, even, we, we'd have thousands, tens of thousands of people come in. But here in America, if we do a big town, it was, it was a lot harder and, of course, quite a bit more expensive. And so what happens to us in America is that we always want something new and exciting. And with Jesus, when we first get saved, it's wonderful. It's exciting. God does something great in it. The name of Jesus brings tears to our eyes. We're, we're really just, I mean, we're in awe of God. But the problem with us as Americans is that we get bored pretty quickly. And we lose that wonder. We lose the sense of all. Like the name of Jesus doesn't sometimes mean the same to us anymore. Why do we do that? I mean, I, it's just something that we just, we want, always want something new. Jesus, do something new for me today. <laughs> and if there's not nothing new, we lose that all. The thing about it is, what I have learned is the more I draw near to Jesus in worship, in prayer, in the word and obeying him something wonderful happens every single time in my life when i stop looking to him to do something and i decide to flow with what he's already doing and moving into him god does something wonderful in our lives and that's why when we come into a place of worship when we come in the place of just giving it all see it's about jesus is about giving your all to him everything that you have to him and it's not something that it's just a little bit over here and a little bit over there it's like you're all into jesus and then you see the wonder of god you see who he is you see what he is doing and there is something that's very wonderful about him why do we need wonders because we need to come into a place where we can worship him the more you have an awe of god the more automatic worship you go and what happens is the enemy is trying to steal our attention. Just like Brother James came up today and said, talked about when you come around your families and you come around that time of together, wonder, have a wonderful understanding about who God is. And not about what's going around at Christmas time and what about the presence. And even just about family. But just enjoy God this year. Enjoy Him and bring that wonderful about Him. We must know Him. And see, when I draw near to Him, I not only know Him in my mind, but I start to experience His wonder. See, the thing about it is, I'm all about experiencing Jesus. I'm not just about just having the knowledge of Him in my head. I'm all about experiencing Him in my life. Experiencing His presence. 
experiencing his joy, experiencing his peace, experiencing everything about him. Not just bringing him down to my level, but going up to his level. And see, and that's where we lose the awe. That's where we lose the wonder, is that we stop going up to his level and moving closer and closer to him. And we're always trying to get him to come to, uh, down to us so we can understand him. And that's what this world is trying to do, isn't it? It's trying to bring God down so where we can understand him. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, you'll never understand God. It's going to take you an eternity to really know him. He is that huge. He is that big. And that's the great thing about eternity. Every day is really good. Every day we get to find out something new about our God. And if you can make God come down to your level of understanding, you're worshiping the wrong God. Listen, God doesn't come down to your level so you can understand him. He lifts you up to his level so you and I can gaze in his eyes and be in awe again of him. That's the whole heart of God. And we can come into that place and move in him because there is a wonderful about his name. So, so the who, he is wonderful, reveals the why to us. Why do we know, need to know his wonder? Because worship just happens automatically. When you start pressing into God and find out something new about him, you automatically, man, you are so good, God. How many of you guys have ever said that? before i mean because you got something new about him you understand something you read the word and man you found something new about him. you were in a time of prayer and god just came in and did something awesome in your spirit where he comforted you he gave you peace and you oh god you're so wonderful that is where true worship happens that is when you start experiencing the wonder of god and that is for every single one of us but we press in and we go for, forward in him. He is wonderful. His birth was wonderful. He was born of a virgin. His life was wonderful. He lived on this earth being tempted in every single way, but had no sin. And he even loved his enemies. He didn't say, well, I love you, and they did something else. No, he loved them. His teaching was wonderful because he showed us who the father, got, father was. His teaching wasn't just for knowledge, but when he taught, people experienced it. When he taught, he experienced it. You know, we can experience from teaching of his word, from reading his word by faith, and experience his own teaching, because the Holy Spirit is really the teacher in our lives. His miracles were wonderful. Nothing was too great. His transfiguration was wonderful. Man, when, when he was, was, was shown the glory of God, when the disciples saw that, that, that word tra- transfiguration means a cross or form or shape. It's, it means that his appearance totally changed. He was showing the glory of God, was revealed through Jesus. His death was wonderful, even, was even triumphed in his death. His resurrection was wonderful. Death couldn't hold him. His ascension was wonderful. He floated in air. He was the first Superman, amen? He was wonderful in every single area. And, what, and here's, he, that's the who. Why? Because we can experience that wonderful part in every part of who we are. In our life, we can spend, experience the wonder of Jesus. And when we read the Word, the Bible can come jump right at us because it's not us 
being taught the word from a human or us reading the word or reading a book about the word, but we can experience that through Jesus himself. We can have miraculous things happen because, listen, let me tell you what, I don't know where you're at today, but nothing is too great for God. He can handle it all. We can see his glory because he, we are becoming like him. His death was wonder. We don't have to fear death at all because we can be triumphant in it. His resurrection was wonderful because of the death couldn't hold him. I mean, he was all powerful and he gave it all to you and I. When we understand the who, we can understand the why. And then the prophet goes from wonderful and he goes, says, counselor. See, there is wisdom in his name. How many guys need wisdom from God? This is who he is, and this is why he's come, to give us his wisdom. As a counselor, he's always available. He's always given you his undivided attention. He is there to comfort you through his Holy Spirit. He is there to guide you through his Holy Spirit and gives you the right path to take. How many in 2014 needs to know, he needs direction for 2014? Listen, get it from God. He is there for you. He's there to counsel you and enable you to do and accomplish all that he has for you. He's a counselor. And then he goes on, he says he's the mighty God. That means that there is wealth in his name. Jesus has been given all power in heaven and on earth. Matthew 28, 18. He's been given all power. There's wealth in his name. And the thing about it is, though, the Bible says that his name he has given to us. We have his name. He created it all. I love this. You know, I I. I I love science. I didn't do good in science in school, but I love it, though. I mean, I love science. I, you know, I just, just didn't do well because I didn't listen. Never mind. Anyway, um, but a molecule in one drop of water, the molecules in one drop of water, if it became a grain of sand, if all of those molecules became a grain of sand, could build a highway a half a mile wide, one foot thick from New York to San Diego. That's how big our God is. He can put all that into one drop of water. That's the God. That's the mighty God. He's incredible. And Jesus is him. He's the child and son, but he's the mighty God. And as the mighty God, Revelation 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord who is and who was and who is to come. He's the Almighty. He is everything. Nothing is too hard for Him. So I don't know where you're at and where you're going in 2014. Listen, there is nothing too hard for Jesus in your life. The who, the mighty God, explains the why. Because He wants to be mighty in your life. How many want Jesus to be mighty in your life? I want more of that. And as I allow him to have his dominion, control, rule over my life, that's going to happen. That's going to happen in every single part of my, my life. You go to understand now, Isaiah is telling us who he is in order to, for us to understand why he's came. He wants to be wonder. He wants to do wonders in your life. He wants to counsel you, be mighty in your life. And then he goes on, everlasting father. There is worship in his name. If you know Jesus, you know the Father. 
And as the Father, He's the life giver. And we can worship Him. We can love Him and be automatic. And everything we do as a believer can bring glory to God. I pray that over our kids. Every, every, every time I'm taking them to school, I pray, God, that, that our lives will give glory to you. That me just living on this earth, walking down the street, would give glory to God. Because he's all in me. It's not because of Sean Apking. It's because of Jesus coming through me. Coming all, I'm being all about me. And I'm not there yet, man. Trust me. But I want, when I go down the road, I want people to look at me, not because of me, but asking me, what do you have? I want my life to point to Him. And when I give my all to Him, and I give my all to Jesus, and I seek Him first, man, that's going to come out of me. Every bit of that. And I decrease, and He increases, that's the best thing we can do. He's the everlasting Father, and worship will come out. In his name. And then he goes on to the Prince of Peace. And that provides a welcome to us. Luke 2.14 says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. When that angel came out, he brought an understanding to the human race that God sent his son not to destroy, but sent his son to welcome. You and I into the throne room of God where we can have peace. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He has brought peace. He is peace. He's the prince of it. So what does that mean? So what does that mean to us? He's the prince, the ruler, the leader, the chief of peace. So what if we allow him to be that in our lives today? What if we allow him to be wonderful? To be the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. But what if we allow him to be that prince of peace? What if we allow him to be that chief in our life, that ruler in our life of peace? This is what will happen. This is what peace means. So if he rules in peace in your life, this is what happens. Wholeness, completeness, soundness. Did you know that you are complete in Him? Completeness, soundness, welfare, quiet, tranquility, contentment. Contentment. Complete health. He is the Prince of Peace. So if He rules that, He uses peace to rules. And He distributes that peace in yours and my life in every every situation. So 2014 is coming up. How many guys think that you might have struggles in 2014? There might be issues. I'm not, we're not going to pray for them. Please don't pray for them. But there might be issues in your life in 2014. Allow him to be the prince of peace. Well, he brings this quiet, 
tranquility of understanding that he is the everlasting father, that he is the mighty God, that he is whole in your life, that he brings us peace and that he is wonderful and that he is the counselor that can lead you out of any kind of trouble that you might bring yourself in or might come around you. That we can find peace in the storm, in every situation, and he will declare it in our life. And he has given us that peace, that same peace that he walked in on this earth. He had the peace. He made peace. That's why blessed are the peacemakers. Now, we're not talking about the understanding of what we think peacemakers are. The U.N., Let's don't even go there. We're talking about real peace. Real peace does not mean the absence of war. The peace that Jesus came to bring, because Jesus talks about brother against brother and everything coming. But what the peace he's talking about, no matter what's going on around me, I am calm. And I know who my God is. Because I allow him to rule and reign in my life. I allow Jesus to be who he is in my life. And I love that. That's who Jesus is. So we can have the Prince of Peace. Because we need him as that. You will not find peace in any other situation. You can get a raise. And a few months later, you lose peace. How many's ever done that before? You think your situation financially is going great because you just got a raise and it went okay for a while, but guess what happened? A few months down the road, you lost it, didn't you? You lost that peace that that because you are relying on something else to be your source. But when you rely on Him and you're all in in every single area, God becomes that peace. And you have that confidence no matter what happens. You lose your job. It changes. You have an extra bill. It doesn't matter because he becomes the prince of peace. And all of this would be great. But he goes on in verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Oh, that's a promise. You know what that means? When I align myself and I become part of his kingdom, there's going to be no end to his authority. There is no end to his ability. There is no end to his wonder. There is no end to his counsel. There is no end to the everlasting father. There is no end to the prince of peace. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward, even forever. And the zeal of the Lord, the zeal of God himself will perform this in your life. He is so zealous about this that when we open up our lives and we give him full control, he is zealous about bringing peace in your life. He is zealous about bringing his wonder in your life. He is zealous about being your father. He is zealous about being the mighty God. He wants to show himself off in in and through yours and my life. 
but we just let him. And that is the God we serve. That is the understanding of who he is. That is the who and this is the why because he wants to be all of that in you and me. And I love that. And that's who he is. And that's what we want to have this year. Is to receive Jesus fully into who he is. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Wherever you're at right now, spiritually, relationally with the Lord, Jesus says, come. The Bible says, ask the Father in my name, and you will receive. So what do you need of the Lord today? Do you need him to come in to counsel you? He is there. He wants to provide a continual counsel. Do you need his peace? Do you need his wonder in your life? What do you need? What do you desire? Because he died on the cross, and he came to this earth and died on the cross to us to have him and his life, to receive every part of it so we can live this life like him. The only way you can walk and live like Jesus is to have what Jesus had. To receive all that he had received from the Father. Then you can live like him. So he wants to come into your life right now and he wants to give you all that. He wants to give you his wonder, his joy, his perfect peace right now. Just where you're at right now, just ask him. Say, I receive who you are. I receive your wonder. You are wonderful, God. I receive you as my counsel, your wisdom, how you can guide me, your direction. I receive you as the mighty God that there is nothing impossible for you. You are greater than anything. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. I receive you as my everlasting father. That I worship you and honor you in that. And I receive you as the prince of peace. So I give you control. So give him control right now where you're at. And choose that for this year. And for the rest of your life, that you will not leave that place what he has for you. So Father, right now we just thank you and we ask that you show us more of who you are, who Jesus is. And we ask you to come into our lives and we receive all that you have for us in Jesus' name. And we thank you. Everyone's heads bowed, everyone's eyes closed. I don't know who's all here today. But if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to. He loves you. He cares for you. He's not mad at you. But you know there's something missing inside of you. And what's missing is a relationship with Him. And I want to give you an opportunity to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And the way you do this is by 
receiving all he did for you because he came and died for you and I. He died on the cross so we might have a relationship with God. So that means he took all of our wrongdoings on himself so we could have forgiveness, so we can have that relationship. You may not understand it all, but you do need to make a decision. You know that to this life there must be more. So I want to give you an opportunity to know him today. So if that's you, I want in a, in a second just to raise your hand. When you raise your hand, you're saying to me, I want to make a decision to start to follow Jesus. I may not know everything, but I'm making that decision that my life needs him. So with no one looking around, everyone's eyes closed, I want to pray with you. So I want you to raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus, your Lord and Savior. You can put it right down. I'm just going to pray for you up here. If anyone is in here, I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. So raise your hand. You can put your hands down. Anybody else? Okay, you can put your hands down. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray. I want you to repeat after me. Everyone in here is going to do that, and we're going to just, uh, just pray with you, and you're going to receive the Lord right now. The Bible says when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. Well, let's pray. Father God, I ask right now that you come into my life and change me. Make me new. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died for me. And I thank you that he forgives me. I thank you for all that he did at the cross so I might have real life and live it out today. So this day, I give you everything. All my life, all my problems, all my successes, I give to you. And from this day forward, I will serve you with all that I have. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. God's good, isn't he? Those who raise your hand, listen, today the Bible says you are new you're a new creature in him. You're a new person. Everything in your past has been wiped clean. This is a new day for you. Let us help you with that day. You look in your bulletins right now. In fact, everybody look in your bulletins. There's a connection card in your bulletin. You can fill that out. Everybody fill that out. If you're new here, fill it out to its entirety. And after the service, give it out to the person in the foyer at the Welcome Center. But those who receive Jesus for the very first time, or maybe you came back to him today, I want you to check in the box that says, I, I gave Jesus my life. So if you can check that out, and then as the offering box goes, goes past, I want you just to put it in the offering plate as it goes past you today. And we're going to send you some information. What is the next steps for you to take? Listen, you are not in this alone. We are here together as a family. Amen? Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise one more time. Amen. God's good. Thank you, Lord.